We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Let's work. Um, Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 13, NIV version. While you're heading there, Matthew 3, 13, NIV. Um, Next week is baptism service. Um, You still have an opportunity to to still sign up and be part of that. Um, The seven-day fast just kicked off this morning. Um, I am super excited about that. Um, You still have an opportunity to be part of that. If you'd want a booklet, an actual booklet for your fast um, that with the devotions in it and all that good stuff, there's one at the door. When you walk out, you can grab one. Um, If you don't mind getting it electronically, we've already sent that information out to you. But here's the thing. I want to make sure, like if you decide in this moment that I want to take part in the fast, make sure you go online and sign up. That's important for us because I want to make sure we've got leaders in this church that's praying for you while you're on this fast. So we want to call your name out in prayer every single day while you're fasting. We want to help you. We want to help carry some of this weight in this moment for you. You get what I'm saying? So it's real important for us that you go ahead and sign up um, and submit that information so we can pray with you. Is everyone at Matthew 3, 13? <clears throat> yes, no. Yes? Let's read. <clears throat> Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, somebody shout, as soon. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I shout amen. On next week, uh, some of you will be making the most powerful public statement in the Christian faith that you can make by being baptized. Um, Baptism uh, is you going public with a personal decision. I'm going to say that again. Baptism is you going public with your personal decision to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. Um, This is one of those times in life where it is okay to put your business in the street. I remember when Kennedy was a little girl, she had to be no more than, two, than three or four years old, and Jordan had said something that she said to us, and then she said, he put my business in the street. <laughs> little girl, you ain't got no business. <laughs> but this is one of those moments that you, it, is, it is okay, it is healthy to put your business in the street because you are letting the world know that my relationship status has changed. I'm letting the world know that my relationship status has changed. I think on Instagram, they got emojis for that when you change your relationship status. Yes, somebody can, can affirm that, that there's an emoji to let the world know that I've changed my, my relationship status. Is it a lock? Is it a heart? What is it? I don't know. Lock heart. There's a lot of them. Well, in the church, the way that I let the world know that I've changed my relationship status is baptism. Baptism lets the enemy know that he can stop sliding up in my DMs. 
it lets him know that I'm, I'm, I'm officially off the market. And if you come at me, you trying me. Don't play me like that. I remember, this was years ago, <clears throat> and I'm going to say this, and I know she's going to give me some stuff for, for saying it, but this is not my original wedding ring. Um, several years ago, a long time. I've been married for 20-something years. I don't even remember the number, but I've been married for a very long time. And I lost my, 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 my original wedding ring probably about 12 years ago or something like that. And we had to go out of town, and um, I didn't have a ring. We were in, I believe we were in Dallas or something like that. But we were at the hotel, and I was with another gentleman. Um, and these ladies, I guess they were checking me out, but they came at me. They, they really came, and it made me feel uncomfortable. Like, I, I didn't have a ring on. My ring was gone. And I said, babe, we got to get me a ring right now today. <laughs> So I stopped in the airport, I got a little cheap ring, and I've had it ever since. Because, because here's the thing, when there is no sign, you're still on the market. When there is no symbol, you're, you're, still, you're still on the market. And here's the other thing, now that I have this on, if you come at me, you're disrespecting me and my wife. Check me out. Devil, if you come at me, you're disrespecting me and my God. I'm off the market, you can't have me no more. I want to make sure that we understand clearly what we're getting ourselves into and how much it means to us and to heaven. Um, and I want to make sure we do some, I guess, some housekeeping things with baptism before we get into the lesson. Is that okay? I got a definition for you. If you could throw that up. It's good. I'll give you a second to go ahead and do it. Baptism comes from the commonly Greek word baptizo, which means to wash, dip, to immerse something in water. Baptism is a profound church ordinance commanded by Jesus, which declares a person to be a member of the body of Christ. It's the public declaration of a, of a received grace that serves as a pivot point in the believer's life. It's a long one. I'm sorry. It's the only one I got for today. I'll read it while you're typing. <clears throat> it means to wash, dip, or immerse something in water. Baptism is a profound church ordinance commanded by Jesus. Somebody shout commanded. commanded. Commanded by Jesus, which declares a person to be a member of the body of Christ, not to church body of Christ. It's the public declaration of received grace that serves, that serves as a pivot point in a believer's life. Everybody got it? One more second? Okay. <clears throat> yes? Good Lord. This is the only church where people say no. Like, you know, <laughs> you got it? No. <laughs> no problem. It's good. It's not going to be good in a second, but it's good. it's good right now. Two more seconds. People on the right are waiting. All right. <clears throat> Housekeeping on baptism. Baptism will not get you into heaven, nor keep you out of hell. 
this so we're all on the same page. I want you to understand what you're doing or what you've already done. Baptism will not get you into heaven nor keep you out of hell. Baptism is not a necessity for salvation, but it is a necessity for a Christian. Baptism is not a necessity for salvation, but it is a necessity for a Christian. Because salvation precedes baptism. I am, when I get baptized, I am making a public declaration or an announcement about a personal decision that I've already made. That is what baptism is. Baptism is not a necessity for salvation, but it is a necessity for Christian life. If you take a look in scripture, and this is how we can look at this, um, when Jesus was hanging up on the cross and there was a thief next to him that said, listen to me, don't forget me when you make it into your kingdom. He was saved on that day, but he was never baptized because baptism is not a necessity for salvation. Baptism is a necessity for Christian life. Now, if I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and God has graced me with time on this earth to live a Christian life, then baptism is the most important declaration that you need to make with a sense of urgency. I'm letting y'all write for a second. Baptism, if you are walking on this earth and you have declared that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then baptism is, 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 is a necessity that you need to take care of with a sense of urgency. Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, <clears throat> he's talking to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, and he tells them when he gives them the Great Commission, he says, go make disciples of all men and baptize them. Go make disciples of all men and baptize. Don't do anything else. He didn't put any other words in there. He says, make disciples, give them Jesus. They receive Jesus, baptize them. Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit fell, Peter stands up after the Holy Spirit falls, and he preaches a sermon on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the people in the tent say, well, Peter, what are we to do now? He says, repent and be baptized. 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus and were baptized on that day. Listen to me. For, 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 for us, baptism has to be of the utmost importance. If you have not been baptized, you need to get baptized because it was ordained. Jesus himself says, be baptized. Get baptized them. I want disciples, but I want them to be baptized. Some of y'all baptized. After hearing and receiving Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, you have to make sure that it is your priority to be baptized. I'm going to talk a little bit about this next week, but there was this Ethiopian eunuch who was in scripture reading. He was up on his chariot, and uh, Philip had jumped up on the chariot to explain to him something he didn't understand. And once Philip finished with him, he says, well, listen, once, once he finished, he was reading about Jesus, Jesus' burial and resurrection. And once he understood it, he says, well, listen, it's some water right over there. Why should we wait? I need to get baptized right now. Listen to me. For, for, for many of you in this building, there is water going to be here next week. Why wait? You need to get baptized right now. 
It's of a sense, you have to have a sense of urgency when, you, when it comes to your baptism because it is the public announcement to the world that my, that my status, my relationship status has changed. Let me give you four points on this thought. <clears throat> Are y'all learning anything? That's good. Okay, let's go up to verse four. John's clothes were, were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. Um, his food was locust and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we, are, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. <clears throat> Point number one, write this down, is, is, is the phrase, baptism declares your repentance. <clears throat> Say that with me. Baptism declares your repentance. Give me a couple more eyes looking up and I'll go. Yes. John the Baptist um, was one of my favorite men in the scripture, but um, he was an interesting dude. There was nothing about him that was normal. Uh, the dude was rocking furs and leather on the beach, uh, and he was dipping locusts in honey. Yeah. It doesn't get much stranger than that. Um, but what was even more, I, I guess, unusual about John, even more than, than his dress and what he ate, um, was the message that he preached. <clears throat> This idea of repentance and baptism would have been scandalous in the mind of Jews because at that time, baptism was held for the Gentiles who wanted to be converted over to Judaism. Um, so if I were a Jew, um, I didn't feel the need for baptism, nor did I think baptism was for me because I was born into this religion. The baptism was for people who wanted to get into this religion, but I was born into this religion. So now here comes John the Baptist preaching to the religious folks, and he's saying to them, you need to confess your sins, um, <clears throat> you need to confess your sins, repent, and be baptized. And here's the reason why he said that, and I have, I have a note for you up on, on, on the screen I want you to get. Your baptism is evidence that you're not just religious, but that you've repented. <laughs> it's really quiet here. Your baptism, listen to this, your baptism is evidence that you're not just religious, but that you've repented. Y'all going to make preaching, preaching real slow today, boys. This is going to be one of those days, huh? It's okay. Yes? Okay. Repentance means, listen to me real quick, repentance means to change your mind. Change your mind and turn to God. Hear me on this when I say it. Your baptism should mark a change in you. 
when you get baptized, you are saying that I've changed my direction, I've changed my ways, I've changed my lifestyle, I've turned a corner, I've stopped doing certain things, I don't go these places anymore, because my baptism is, a, is, a, is, is symbolic of me having a changed mind. I've repented already. To be baptized, hear me on this, to be baptized is to, be, is to repent. To be baptized is to repent. Meaning that I've already changed my mind. I'm being baptized because of a decision that I've already made. And hear me on this. So if you have not changed, if you've been baptized and you have not changed your lifestyle, then you got wet in front of a bunch of people for no reason. Because to be baptized is to repent. I'm saying that I've already changed. This is, this is just affirmation. This is just confirmation. This is just symbolic of the change that I've made within myself. I've already turned around. I've changed my pathways already. And this is confirmation of that. To, to be baptized is to repent. So some of you have been contemplating, well, Pastor Juan, so should I get rebaptized? Should I be baptized? If you have not changed. If your life is still the same, if you're still living the same lifestyle, you're doing nothing different, and if you know it's not pleasing to God, then yes, I would say to you, your baptism didn't mean a whole lot. All you did was just get wet. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's good. Let's get more. Let's go to verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, but but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Second point for today is that baptism gives you full access. Baptism gives you full access. You want to say it with me? Okay. Now, Jesus, the Son of God, had been living on this earth for for 30 years. He was an ordinary God doing very ordinary things until the day he was baptized. Jesus spent 30 years in obscurity, and everything changed the day that he was baptized. It is almost as if the heavens were waiting on this baptism so that they can give Jesus additional access or fuller access to what was going to come out of heaven. You've seen these... um, Devin did a good job with this last week. You've seen a graduation where high school students walk across the stage and they get what appears to be a diploma. Um, appears to be a diploma. Um, and, and, and when they get outside, their parents um, hand them the keys to a new car. They've just finished the ceremony and their parents hand them the keys to a new car. Jesus, the son, comes out, up out of the water and God the Father hands him the keys to heaven by way of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. There is, a, there, there is a supernatural exchange that happens on your behalf when you get baptized. 
the heavens are open to you, available to you in a new way because of your baptism. You have to understand that there's a fullness that's available to you after you get baptized. Jesus was in obscurity, doing very normal things, average things before he was baptized. But after that moment, everything changed because the heavens opened above him to give him access to everything that God had available. Here's the thing. You don't understand this, nor do you know this, but at the, after you get baptized, you are called, you are commissioned to go out into the hedges and highways and compel men to come. But the only way that you can be effective by that is if you have power. Somebody shout power. The Holy Spirit is symbolic of power. It is the power. It is the thing that will make you capable and available to do the things that God has called you to do. You will be able to reach the masses because of the power. Somebody shout power. The Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove and everything changed. Everything changed. As soon, listen to me, but what I love about this is that after, as soon as he was baptized, it says that the, the same Holy Spirit that descended upon him led him. I'm trying to figure out, what, you know, what, what is my calling? What am I supposed to do? Am I anointed to do this? And all the, have you been baptized and have you received the Holy Spirit? Because if you has, he will, he, he, will, he, will, he will lead you to where you're supposed to go. Your baptism gives you full access to heaven and all that heaven has to offer. Somebody shout full access. You ever... Um, Let's not do it. Let's give number three. Let's go to verse 16. Let's do verse 16. Let's pause before I get there. I do want to give it to you. I changed my mind. Jordan, I changed my mind. <clears throat> you ever pull up to the bank before the bank opens, but the drive through is open? You, have you ever experienced that? Like, you know, the bank opens at nine, but you can go to the to the drive-through at eight. You can engage the bank, but it's limited at the drive-through. You have to wait until you have full access to the bank to, to be able to engage in everything that it has to offer. There are certain transactions that you just cannot make at the drive-through. Listen to me. There are certain places you're not going to be able to go spiritually until you get baptized. Because now you have access, shout access. You have full access to everything that heaven has to offer. Everything in Jesus' life changed the day he was baptized because he got access. We've got, oh gosh, we have so many drive through saints. And, and, and we're wondering why, I, why, why can I, ca listen to me, I got faith, but I can't cast that check yet because I ain't been baptized yet. I ain't got that far. I don't have the access yet. Somebody shout access. Let's go to number three. Let's go to verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, 
I am well pleased. Point number three, write this down. Baptism affirms God's approval of you. Say that with me. Baptism affirms God's approval of you. I was reading in the news last week. Actually, I wasn't reading the news. I didn't go to the news. The news came to me because it was on Google, like on my screen, um, that LeBron James was in attendance at his nephew's graduation ceremony. And I thought that was interesting because people with his kind of star power really don't come out in the public unless it's necessary. You know, like I was listening to another guy who was a star of sorts, and he says he goes to the grocery store at 3 in the morning because nobody's there, and, you know, no one's going to bombard him with, you know, signatures and all these different things. And I thought it was interesting that LeBron James would show up at such a public event to show his support and his approval of his nephew because he wanted his nephew, one, to know that I approve of you, I'm, I'm here for you, and then also that this ceremony means something to me. You know, this is important to me in this moment. Hear me on this, and, 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 and I thought this was so good. In the text that we just read, um, it is one of the only places in Scripture where you see the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son manifest in the same place. I'm going to say that again. It is the only place in Scripture where you see the Father, God, speaks from heaven, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove, and Jesus is standing in the Jordan River soaking wet. They all manifest at the same time. Because of Jesus' baptism. The who's who of heaven showed up at Jesus' baptism so that the world would know, all of those in attendance would know, that God saw him and appreciated his son. My baptism lets the world know that my heavenly father approves of me. Regardless of what you know of me, he approves of me. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Somebody need to hear that again. Regardless of what you know of me, he approves of me. Somebody shout, he approves of me. This should mean more to some of you in the room because your, your, your biological father didn't approve of you, but your heavenly father approves of you. Shout, he approves of me. Regardless of what you know about me and what I did yesterday and the day before and the years before, he approves of me. Now, here's what blew me away about the text, and this is amazing. God says, from heaven, this is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. For years, I heard that as if he was speaking to Jesus. But he was speaking in third person because he was saying these words for everybody that was in attendance at his baptism. I approve of this ordinary Jesus because Jesus hadn't done any miracles yet. I approve of him. I love him. And I know who he is, who he is in me. I approve of him regardless of what you think about this carpenter's boy. I approve of him. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what you think about Howard Underwood's son, I approve of him. Somebody shout, he approves of me. Listen to me. Every, listen, the most important people in heaven showed up at baptism. A man ceremony was that important to God? Listen to me, y'all. Supernaturally, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit show up 
at your baptism to, to show the world. I approve of her. That's my daughter. You didn't want to claim her, but I'll claim her. You wouldn't love her, but I love her. Jesus said, God says it, God says it so that everybody else hears. This is my son. Him I love. With him I am well pleased. Your baptism allows God the opportunity to show the world that he approves of you. Let's get more. Let's get the last one. Let's go to verse 5. Yes, I said verse 5. Is that okay with you, Dory? All right. Oh, I can go back. You're allowed. Verse 5, yes. Last point for today. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan. Fourth and final point for today is the phrase, baptism is your crossover. Say that with me. Baptism is your crossover. Y'all ready to work? Not yet. I see phones. Yes? Good. Roughly about 1,500 years, hear me, 1,500 years prior to John the Baptist coming to baptize Jesus and many others in the Jordan River, um, the Israelites were at the doorstep of the promised land. They had gotten there, and because of their unbelief and their lack of faith, God sent them back into the wilderness so that that unbelieving generation could die off. You follow me? After that unbelieving generation died off and their children were raised in their place, God tells Joshua, who was their new leader, he says, hey, Joshua, y'all are now ready to take the promise. But there's one thing that you have to do. You got to cross over the Jordan. The only thing that was standing between wilderness where they had been for 40 years and the promised land was crossing over. The only thing standing between 40 years of unproductivity and wasting time and fruitfulness in the promised land was crossing over. They had, to, they had to go down in the Jordan one way. But when they came out on the other side, they would be in the promise. Let's fast forward 1,500 years. Let's fast forward back up to John's day. In the same place where the Israelites crossed over from the wilderness to the promise, John is now baptizing, crossing people over from sin to righteousness, from death to life, from darkness to a marvelous light, from unproductivity to productivity. 
I came today to tell somebody in this room that next week will be your crossover. I don't know what season of life that you've been in. I don't know what unproductivity that you've been dealing with. I don't know what strains you've been having. But on next week, you are going to have the opportunity to cross over from a wilderness of sin into the marvelous life. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.